As the coronavirus outbreak continues, it's important to stay well informed. A national plan has been activated to manage the virus and support our community. As more is learned about the virus and the way it spreads, the plan will be adapted and we will let you know about the latest advice. For up-to-date information, visit health.gov.au. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Hello everyone and thanks for listening. I'm Troy Dodds and this is the latest edition of Weekend of Wireless, our second podcast focusing on the coronavirus pandemic and its impact on Penrith. Since our first podcast about a week ago, there's been plenty of local developments and we plan to take you through a lot of those today. We know you can get your coronavirus news everywhere, particularly when it comes to a national picture, but our aim is to zero in at a more local level. This podcast, of course, sits alongside The Weekender's other mediums, including our website, westernweekender.com.au, and our social media pages, and of course our print edition, which has been servicing Penrith for almost 30 years. Let's start with some significant news from New South Wales Health. Now, this was released on Wednesday morning, uh, a very important update from New South Wales Health. In relation to the Penrith area, and in particular people living in the postcodes 2747 and 2750, which is a pretty significant amount of people in the Penrith local government area. And the update says there has been evidence of some community transmission of COVID-19 in the Penrith area, postcodes 2747 and 2750 in particular. These are areas which we believe may be at elevated risk of community transmission. We are encouraging people who reside in these areas with symptoms to be tested for COVID-19. Symptoms include fever and or flu-like symptoms such as cough, sore throat or shortness of breath. Now this is very important because previously you really have only been able to get tested if you were in contact with someone known to have had coronavirus or you'd been overseas. There were some pretty strong restrictions around you actually being able to be tested. Now what they've decided to do is that if you live in those postcodes 2747 or 2750 and you have any symptoms of coronavirus regardless of if you've been in contact with someone who you think may have had coronavirus or definitely has had coronavirus whatever the situation you can now get tested at that clinic at Nepean Hospital or the other clinics that are set up across the Nepean Blue Mountains local health district so that's pretty important. Now, um, the other thing to say, of course, is the local numbers, the important numbers in regards to the Penrith area. We updated you on those last week, and we can update you on those again today. And again, I preface this by saying that we're talking about the Penrith local government area here. It is a big area. It's about 400 square kilometres. So basically, it is anyone who is serviced by the Penrith City Council area. So if you are, um, you know, your rubbish, your rates, your, all of that sort of stuff is sorted out by Penrith City Council, then you are in the Penrith local government area. And right now, Penrith sits at 57 confirmed cases of coronavirus. That's 57 confirmed cases. Now, that is a significant number. It is more than areas like the, the Parramatta um, area, the Campbelltown area. Um, it's more than Liverpool, uh, more than Newcastle, and more than Wollongong. Uh, so 57 is a, a pretty significant number. 
Now, the highest, to put it into perspective, is the Waverley local government area. It's sitting at 170. Now, that includes the Bondi area, where we know there's been some uh, some prolific cases there. And the Sydney City area as well, 149. Northern Beach is 145. But Penrith at 57. And where there is some concern is the, the locally acquired situation. I mentioned that before. That's what New South Wales Health are saying they are most concerned about. And it is why New South Wales Health has said, look, if you have... Any symptoms of coronavirus, we will test you if you live in those 2750 or 2747 postcodes because we are sitting at eight cases that have been locally acquired. Now, basically what that means is that health officials don't know where those eight people got this virus from. They just have no idea. They, they haven't been able to trace where that these people, these eight people, have acquired coronavirus from. So that is the big, big concern because it means that, well, are there other people in the community that have coronavirus and don't know it? Um, you know, and, and that creates a big, big issue. So that's why that number of eight, while it might seem somewhat low, is very, very significant. And that's why New South Wales Health have made that decision. But that is the number, 57 cases at the moment, eight locally acquired. That number, that 57, which, by the way, is um, up to date, as of 8pm on the 7th of April, I can tell you that that number hasn't really shifted in the last few days. So that's good news for the local area. It, it kind of was going up a couple every day there for about a week. Now it is, seems like it has is, is stabilised, and that's what we're seeing across the country, of course, is a reduction in the percentage increase of cases each day, which is great news indeed. Now, you may ask, uh, where are the specifics? What are the specifics around these local cases? Where have these 57 people been? In particular, where have these eight people been? Look, we just have to accept New South Wales Health is not going to release those figures. I know it sounds like a simple thing to do, but to say to 57 people, tell us everywhere you've been in the last one, two, three weeks, it's just not possible, and they're not going to release those lists. But we do have some details of the specifics of some cases in the Penrith area. We know that a staff member at Coles Penrith and a staff member at Coles Glenmore Park tested positive to COVID-19. Both stores have been deep cleaned and declared safe to trade by New South Wales Health. Now, New South Wales Health does say that the risk of transmission to customers at Coles Penrith and Coles Glenmore Park is very low. You're only considered, of course, of having close contact with an individual who tests positive for coronavirus if you've been face-to-face for about 15 minutes or in the same closed space for at least two hours. Coles has already implemented extra cleaning procedures. I was actually at Coles Penrith earlier today. There's a whole bunch of procedures that are now in place. In fact, these procedures are in place at supermarkets right across the country now where they're limiting the number of people that are allowed in at one time. Um, they're making sure that you pack your own bags. They're, they're cleaning the um, self-checkouts regularly, all of that sort of stuff. I saw that in action today, and I think that that will make a lot of people a bit relieved given that they've seen these uh, these Coles Penrith and Coles Glenmore Park cases emerge in the last few days. Um, one we already knew about from a few weeks ago, an employee of the Penrith Harness Racing Club tested positive to COVID-19. Penrith Paceway wasn't open at the time. Uh, this person attended the meeting on March 19. By that time, the meetings were being held behind closed doors, uh, so there's no risk to the public there. We also know that a student at Blackwell Public School in St. Clair tested positive for coronavirus, but New South Wales Health does not believe the student was infectious while at school. So there's some specific cases that we have. 
of those 57, as I said, you're not going to be told, and it's just not going to happen, that this person went to this chicken shop and then went to this supermarket and then went to this petrol station. And then it's just impossible to be able to trace that sort of information. And you wouldn't be considered a close contact with that person anyway. So there's no real need to issue that data. But it is imperative that we're all very careful. The fact that there's 57 cases in Penrith shows you and should hopefully prove to everyone how critical this is to follow all of the rules around social distancing, staying at home where you can, and and just really being extra vigilant at this time. Now, a quick message from one of our partners. Do you know which COVID-19 government stimulus measures your business is eligible for? Check out the graphic on our Facebook page for the $214 billion of relief options currently available to small and medium businesses. If you'd like to make sure you're getting all the support your business is eligible for, contact your local Kelly and Partners advisors, Charbel and Andrew, on 4721-7433 or WS. Or, as I say, just head to the Western Weekender Facebook page and check out the Kelly and Partners graphic, which will give you a summary of the $214 billion of relief options currently available. Call Kelly Partners today on 4721-7433. Now, you would have seen over the last few days continuing announcements from the Prime Minister Scott Morrison and also the Premier Gladys Berejiklian. We're probably zoning in more now on Gladys Berejiklian because it seems that the restrictions and the the main federal initiatives are pretty much done now. Um, And Scott Morrison has pretty much said as much. We've, We've outlined the massive stimulus packages, which of course went before Parliament on Wednesday um, in terms of JobKeeper and the other business um, initiatives as well and the the, um, the initiatives as far as JobSeeker and whatnot are concerned. They've all gone to Parliament. They've all been discussed and they've all been announced. We've also seen the major restrictions announced um, at a federal level. Now we're probably zoning in more on the state levels and just going to play you a little bit of what Gladys Berejiklian had to say on Wednesday morning about the current situation. The number of cases in New South Wales continues to stabilise uh, and that's a positive thing. However, uh, as we've been saying, the number of community transmissions continue to increase and that is what we need to keep a very close and watchful eye on. We have to adhere to the restrictions that are in place and I want to thank everybody for ensuring that's the case. I said yesterday that social distancing would be a part of our lives until there was a vaccine or a cure and that's absolutely the case. But I also want to stress that social distancing is different from restrictions and we get data on a daily basis from our health experts and every month our health experts will give us advice as to whether there is an opportunity for us to relax any of the restrictions and I want to assure the community that if we did go down that path it would be based on on health advice and we are going to assess that on a month by month basis. So whilst we get data every day we need a sufficient amount of data to inform us as to whether the new restrictions we have in place have been successful and to what extent they've been successful and then obviously the health experts give us the advice as to whether that means we can relax any of the restrictions. So whilst uh, we're out and about until there's a cure we'll definitely need to all keep the one and a half metre distance from one another. However the restrictions are a different issue and they will be based on health advice as to whether or not we lift any of the restrictions. But I also want to stress uh, the risks. Uh, When you do lift any of the restrictions uh, it does mean that there'll be more people admitted to our hospitals and more people who will succumb to the virus. That's a fact. So we have to be aware of that and these are all the decisions we weigh up based on the health advice. Gladys Berejiklian there, the New South Wales Premier, 
giving an update on Wednesday morning about the current situation as far as coronavirus is concerned in New South Wales and obviously talking about when these restrictions may be lifted. And I think there is still some confusion about that out there. I think that the key thing to remember is that as far as restrictions and whatnot is concerned, we'll start to see things being lifted when governments of all levels are confident that the health system can cope with the number of new cases being presented each day. It's as simple as that. As far as um, us being rid of all of this completely, well, that's not going to happen until there is a a vaccine found uh, for COVID-19. Once there's a vaccine, we can officially say we're past it. But until that point, we'll still see some restrictions in place. They're not going to be the restrictions that we have now for the next six months. That's not going to be the situation. Um, probably Scott Morrison and Gladys Berejiklian won't say that specifically, but I'm pretty confident in saying that won't be the case. We'll start to see restrictions slowly watered down as the months progress. But as Gladys Berejiklian said there, there is the fear, of course, that when we do that, we will, unfortunately, see more people get the disease and more people succumb to the virus. It's just, that's just the reality of the situation, but it comes down to also needing to ensure that the economy and our normal lives proceed as well. So there is a, a difficult balance that all politicians are playing at the moment and all governments are playing at the moment. I just wanted to let everyone know as well that, of course, the Western Weekender website continues to provide Um, up-to-date and relevant information for you as far as coronavirus is concerned. Um, We've got all of the local stories on there um, in terms of how businesses are coping and things like that are um, occurring and there's a lot of adapting going on. Um, Just for example, right now you can check out Daniel McKinnon, our legal expert. He's had a look at employment law, put that in the spotlight during the coronavirus crisis because there's been a lot about employment and jobs talked about. Uh, We have a chat to some local vets about how they're adapting. Vets and pet stores are changing the way they operate during this time. Um, Pinot and Picasso, of course, one of the great local businesses who um, you go in there and now now I've never gone in there because I tell you what, if I go in there, I'll get the award for the worst painter ever or something like that. But um, locals wanting something a bit different to do at home during the uh, self-isolation and the the lockdown, as we might call it. Uh, They've been improving their artistic flair by getting these art boxes that are being produced by Pinot and Picasso in Penrith. So you can check out that on our website. Uh, The teddy bear hunt, you might have seen this around your local communities with teddy bears in all the windows of different houses and whatnot we'll tell you what all that's about um, as well we've got a coronavirus q and a so if you're interested in some of the more local uh, bits and pieces we've got that for you there mental health that is going to be a big issue um, through this whole crisis and after the crisis as well uh, we talked to some psychologists there about how people are dealing with it and about what people should do if they're feeling um, a little bit um, uncertain or anxiety levels are increasing during this period Fitness. Now, fitness is a big one. Anyone who knows me just knows what a fitness freak I am. And, um, of course, fitness has gone virtual um, through all of this. Gyms are obviously fighting for survival through all of this. And as tighter restrictions are being put on the community, people are learning to adapt. And there's a lot of online classes. So we have a look at that during the week as well. We have a look at some of the uh, new measures announced by Woolies and Coles as they prepare for Easter this week. Uh, the state government's announced small businesses eligible for a $10,000 grant if they've been impacted by the mass gathering laws that have been implemented. Um, We also have a look at how the community is coming together to help the most vulnerable during the coronavirus crisis because, of course, people affected by cancer, for example, they're at high risk of the serious effects of coronavirus and a lot of patients are opting to fully self-isolate themselves. We tell you what other people in the community are doing to lend a hand to them. 
Um, some sad news with Rafa's Place, the cafe in St Mary's that um, was a fantastic initiative, provided employment opportunities for people with disabilities. It is unfortunately confirmed its permanent closure as a result of all of this. So um, we're really sad to hear about that. We've got all the full details for you there. We've also got details on the uh, the coffee club launching care kits to provide essentials to locals stuck at home. The home style meals that are going direct to your door with Percy Plunkett and Nutrition Station combining for that. And some good news stories as well. Um, the major Penrith CBD arcade that has put rents on hold. Now this is Skipton's Arcade in Penrith. Unprompted, they've gone to their uh, tenants and said, you know what? We know that times are tough at the moment and we're going to let you off rent for a couple of months, so good on them. So all of those stories, all of the details and all of those stories are online now at westernweekender.com.au. Now, the other thing, very important for this weekend, because I know that um, in the Penrith area, we're all about family. Um, we, we know that, and we've got a lot of different religions, a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different family setups, and all of that sort of stuff right across the Penrith area. As you have probably been able to tell over the last couple of days, the federal government, the state government, and New South Wales police are really worried that people are going to do harm to the good that we've done in regards to the social distancing and making sure that we're not having mass gatherings and all of that sort of thing and we've actually been getting the numbers down well there are some big concerns that people are going to try and flout the rules this Easter long weekend and that they're going to try and get out there and go camping or go to their favourite Easter spot or try and keep family traditions alive by having a you know the dinner of 12, 14, 16 people that they might normally have you just can't do it it's as simple as that if you are planning to go away for Easter this weekend well, cancel the plans. If you're planning to have 10, 12, 14 people around for your traditional Easter Sunday lunch or your Easter Sunday dinner, cancel it. Planning on having a barbecue on Easter Monday, cancel it. It it is imperative that we stick to the rules here and that we don't let our guard down over this long weekend. So please, I know it is very difficult to do, particularly with your family setups and things like that, but we really, really need to follow it this weekend and the police are going to be out in force as well, uh, particularly around the, the roads. There is double demerits in force, but more so they're going to be looking at the fact that, you know, if people are out there with a big camper van on the back or, you know, a couple of bicycles on the back of the car, they're going to question what you're doing. Because, you know, it might seem draconian, but the reality is that we need to get out there and stop people going out over this Easter long weekend. I know that there are people planning to do it, and you've just got to tell them to stop it. If you know that there is a uh, a neighbour or a family member or a friend who's planning this weekend to somehow celebrate Easter with others, you need to call it off. And it's um, it's harsh, but it's true, and that's what we need to do this long weekend. Now, a few other um, questions that have come through to the weekend and newsroom that we're going to try and answer for you now. Um, one of them is, should I wear a mask when I go outside? And this seems to be a regular one, and it is a confusing one, because if you go out to the shops at the moment, uh, to Coles or Woolies or Aldi, or even if you just go for a walk around your local area, you're probably going to see people in a mask. Well, the official advice on this is that there is no need to wear a mask unless you are experiencing symptoms or you know that you will be in close contact with someone who fears they may have coronavirus. The reality is that masks will make very little difference to your chance of contracting coronavirus, um, contracting coronavirus, I should say, if you're just walking around the shops or going for a walk. Okay, so really, you know what? All you're doing if you're wearing a mask is telling other people that you might have coronavirus or you've at least got symptoms of coronavirus because if you're fit and well and you're just going down to the local shops, there is no need to wear that mask. 
Another question that's been asked, what if I develop symptoms? Of course, as we all know, if you are seriously unwell and it's an emergency, call triple zero. Simple as that. If you believe you have symptoms of coronavirus, you need to isolate yourself from other members of your household, wear a surgical mask if you have one, and there is a number you can call, and this is a critical number, 24-7. You can ring this number for advice and help around what you should do, and that is call 1-300-066-055 and follow the advice provided. So that's 1-300-066-055 and follow the advice provided. And as I mentioned earlier, if you are in the 2747 or 2750 postcodes um, or in the Penrith area in general and you develop coronavirus-like symptoms, you are being urged to go and get tested. Regardless if you've been in contact with someone who's been overseas or regardless if you've been in contact with someone who has coronavirus, you are being urged to go and get tested. Now, some confusion over going to work, school and exercise. The reality is you can go out and get some exercise either by yourself or with other members of your household or with one person not in your household. So that's essentially two people and that's the two people rule you would have heard a lot about. Social distancing rules, of course, should be followed in that. It's important to note that the exercise needs to be legitimate. So going to the park or the river for a picnic does not fall into that category. And I've heard people trying to be smart Alex during all of this saying, oh, I'm reading a book down at the river, I'm exercising my mind. You know what? Pull your head in, go home and read your book because we need to adhere to these social distancing policies. And now if you need to work and you can't do your job from home, you are still permitted to travel to and from work. Office buildings, of course, remain open while retail outlets can open if they wish. Where possible, you should stay at home. Um, Now, the myth about older people and coronavirus. I've seen a few comments this week come through to the newsroom about the fact that only older people get coronavirus and maybe we just shouldn't be worrying about it. Well, that is just not true. And I want to give you some statistics now based on ages and gender as far as coronavirus is concerned. Now, if you look at the New South Wales cases right now, the 2,734 of them, um, in the 0 to 9 age group, only 25 cases. In the 10 to 19 age group, 87 cases. Let's go to the other end. 80 to 89, where we, we believe that you know, there's all these cases and this is the people most vulnerable. There's 84 cases in New South Wales, uh, 48 of them male, 36 female. And the 90 to 100 year age bracket, 22 cases. There's uh, 12 males and 10 females. Now, where I think younger people would be shocked is these statistics. In New South Wales, there's currently 591 people with coronavirus that are aged 20 to 29. 327 of them are female, 264 of them are male. And as far as their 30 to 39 age bracket is concerned, another 453 cases, 230 females, 223 males. And in the 40 to 49 age bracket, 339 cases with 143 females and 196 males. Now, if those statistics don't tell you, if you're in your 20s, 30s and 40s, that you need to take coronavirus seriously, well, nothing else will. Those are frightening statistics and they're something that we really all should listen to. Now, we do have um, some serious cases in the, the 50s and 60s age brackets as well, 50 to 59, 415 cases, 211 females and 204 males, and 60 to 69, uh, 432 cases, 222 female and 210 males. So um, that is some really important cases there. Um, Important to note uh, that 
1,650 cases all up were overseas acquired. So they were acquired by people who are on overseas trips and holidays. That does include, of course, the Ruby Princess and other cruise ships. Um, locally acquired, 641. Now, that 641 figure is that they were locally acquired, but New South Wales Health knows where they got it. They know that it was a confirmed case, um, you know, contact, or they've been able to trace where that person got coronavirus. The concerning number is the 410, and we mentioned that the eight of those are in Penrith. The 410 in New South Wales that the government simply doesn't know where they got it. There is no knowledge of where they picked up COVID-19 from, and that is the worrying one. Uh, so 410 cases there and 33 cases under investigation. Now, as far as clusters are concerned, you, you hear about these clusters that have happened at, at weddings and things like that. Important to note, there's no clusters in Penrith. So in the Penrith local government area, there is no known clusters of coronavirus. The cases that have come forward in Penrith are all separate cases, essentially. And when I say um, the clusters, we're talking about there was that wedding in Stanwell Tops um, in the Wollongong LGA. Uh, 38 cases came from that one wedding. Um, there was a party in Waverley, the Boogie Wonderland party. There was 34 cases that came from that one party. Uh, Dorothy Henderson Lodge, which is, of course, the um, retirement village in Ride, there was 21 cases from there. Um, the church meeting in Ride was another one with 19 cases. Uh, the Bondi Hardware Restaurant in the Waverley area, it picked up 14 cases. Probably the closest to us, as far as a, a, a cluster is concerned, is in the Blacktown local government area, and that's the Rose of Sharon Child Care Centre, where there's been six cases in that cluster, so six cases in that Blacktown area in the Rose of Sharon childcare area. So, um, look, they're concerning figures, and you can look at numbers all you like. The reality is that what they tell you is that there are big, big concerns about coronavirus and big, big concerns about the number of locally acquired uh, cases without any real knowledge of where they came from. So, hopefully. That gives you a bit of a snapshot. Now, sport. Let's talk sport, and let's particularly talk the NRL and the fact that the Penrith Panthers put up their hand to essentially try and be one of the hosts of a of a bubble, you might say, for the NRL. Now, if you're not across the NRL, in short, the National Rugby League was called off after two rounds. Uh, the mighty Penrith Panthers equal top of the ladder after winning their opening two games against the Dragons and Roosters. And basically... The NRL's been stopped since then, and there's been big talk about will the competition resume, and if it does resume, how does it resume? And one of the concepts that's been talked about is this bubble or self-isolation concept, where basically we put uh, all 16 teams, or 8 of the 16 teams, in one location, and we have them play out of the one stadium, and we have them you know, train in the same place, sleep in the same place, do all of that sort of stuff. It looks like we will be heading towards that. It looks like that will be the case. Now, Penrith have said, hey, we're ideal for this. We've got a leagues club that's closed. We've got a state-of-the-art rugby league academy. We've got training grounds. We've got uh, practice stadiums. We've got the main stadium. And we've, we've got a 222-room hotel. We've got everything covered. And Panthers CEO Brian Fletcher has basically said to the NRL, hey, we're, we're here. We're here to help the NRL and, and put the NRL back on top. Now, 
unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. What we are hearing is that the NRL is pushing ahead, hopefully to get back on the field on either the 21st of May or the 28th of May, but it will most likely be in clusters that are that are not necessarily based in Penrith, but potentially elsewhere, potentially at Sydney Olympic Park. Um, now, we could see all 16 clubs running out of Sydney Olympic Park, essentially, or or other areas. There's a whole bunch of concepts, but where it looks like it is coming down to is that we're going to run a 15-round competition, which means we need 13 more rounds of the season to go, then the finals and grand final, state of origin in there somewhere as well. So I think that is probably the best solution for the NRL. They were heading towards some possibilities of having um, different conferences, a Queensland conference, a New South Wales conference. I think that was just going to make it too Mickey Mouse. And if the NRL can make it happen in Sydney, a 15-team comp, uh, sorry, a 15-round comp with all 16 teams, then I think that's what they should be doing. So it looks like at this point, the NRL will be the first major sporting code in Australia that gets back up and running during the coronavirus pandemic. We know that the A-League is desperate to finish their season. We know that the AFL, of course the mighty GWS Giants, they're looking to get back on the field after only being able to play one round this year, but really they've got no um, concept at the moment of how they can do that. Um, so at the moment, it looks like the NRL will be the first sport to get back on track and uh, and back in action, and hopefully it'll be on either May 21 or 28 this year. And as we know, uh, very important for the Panthers to get back out there as well, given they won those opening two games. Just a reminder from one of our partners, do you know which COVID-19 government stimulus measures your business is eligible for? Check out the graphic on our Facebook page of the $214 billion of relief options currently available to small and medium-sized businesses. If you'd like to make sure you're getting all the support your business is eligible for, contact your local Kelly and Partners advisors, Charbel and Andrew, on 4721 or head to info.kellypartners.com.au slash COVID19-WS. Or, as I said, just hit the Facebook page, the Western Weekender Facebook page, and we've got the graphic up there for you. Give Kelly Partners a call today on 4721-7433. Now, before we finish up, a, a final word from me. The word normal has been thrown around a lot lately, you would say. We all want to return to normal, whether that's going to the gym in the morning, heading back to the office, or seeing friends and family, or of course heading to the footy. And it is true that one day those things will return. But normal as we know it will probably be very different in a post-coronavirus world, for better or worse. It's highly unlikely, as I mentioned earlier, that Scott Morrison or Gladys Berejiklian will declare all restrictions are lifted at once, prompting a wild celebration in the streets as we all descend on travel agents, clubs, pubs and shops. Instead, normalcy will return slowly, and we'll most likely step back into a world with a huge degree of caution, as is human nature. But what will that new normal look like? Will the ever-awkward handshake, particularly when it's members of the opposite sex greeting each other, be permanently replaced by a fist bump or a wave or a peace sign? Will working from home become more prevalent as businesses realise it's not as impossible as they once thought? How long will it take us to see toilet paper on the shelves and not have that weird reaction that is akin to sporting a lazy $50 note flying around? One thing is for sure. I think we'll all take some lessons from all of this and treat people differently in a whole variety of ways. Not that society's behaviour has necessarily been exemplary or always something to be proud of during all of this, but once the dust settles, things will look very different. Younger people will realise that all of those Instagram influences they hold in such high regard were pretty useless during this whole thing, especially with the beaches closed and photo opportunities for their filtered backsides limited. 
We'll surely respect cleaners and supermarket employees more than ever. Jobs some of us probably looked down upon at times in the past or didn't give a second thought to became not only essential during this crisis, but life-saving. Nurses, paramedics, doctors, police officers, we will hold them in a higher regard than ever before, and if we don't, something's wrong. The definition of hero will change dramatically. As for politicians, this will perhaps change the game somewhat. While there will almost certainly be casualties, and heads will certainly roll over the Ruby Princess debacle, you would think, others have shown unprecedented strength, headed by, in my opinion, Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Our trust has eroded in politicians so much over the last decade, but all indications are that history will show Morrison has handled this with class, strength, respect and empathy, words we haven't used about a politician in some time. How he and his ministers handle the economic fallout to come and the overall recovery will be the defining test of this government, but it is one that looks like they'll pass. It's unlikely, but perhaps some lessons have been learned for the media in all of this too. Its responsibility extends way beyond reporting on each other, updating us on maths and overreacting to the slightest faux pas committed by someone with the slightest bit of power. Maybe, just maybe, there will be a reset of the media agendas that have been journal that have seen journalists just match politicians in respect and trust levels in recent years. And in this business and sport, many businesses and many sporting codes won't come out of this on the other side, regardless of government support and assistance. Cost bases will be reset, realities will set in, and some simply won't survive. The businesses and sports we love forever will be changed by coronavirus, many confined simply to our memory banks. Those who do survive may look different. Streamlined will become the new buzzword, at least for the time being. So what will the new normal look like? Well, none of us really know, but there's one thing for sure, 2020 will be a year that none of us will forget. And certainly, none of us in Penrith will forget it either, because Penrith's been very, very affected by coronavirus. Look, that is it from us as far as the Weekend of Wireless podcast is concerned. We'll hopefully have another episode for you in the coming weeks, trying to keep you up to date with all of the local developments. And just a reminder that our print edition is currently on hiatus. It will return on May 8, and um, we're just looking after all of our partners and advertisers and, of course, our staff at the moment to make sure that they're at home where they should be, and we'll be back on May 8 with the print edition. But during the coronavirus crisis, we're not letting you down. We've got Penrith covered. Westernweekender.com.au has all the latest local news and developments. In fact, we've got a counter up there as well that keeps you up to date with the number of coronavirus cases in Penrith. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll keep you up to date there as developments happen as well. I'm Troy Dodds. Thanks for your company on Weekender Wireless. Stay healthy and stay safe this Easter long weekend. As the coronavirus outbreak continues, it's important to stay well informed. A national plan has been activated to manage the virus and support our community. As more is learned about the virus and the way it spreads, the plan will be adapted and we will let you know about the latest advice. For up-to-date information, visit health.gov.au. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra.